Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on! Well, it's noon here on Friday, October 28th in Bethesda, Maryland, and in parts of West Virginia. And this is news that you can use from YAA with your host today, me, Ray, the F&I goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein. And if you ever wanted to get a shock out of life, you need to tune in to Mr. Justin Fisher from YAA Electric. How's yeah. everybody doing today? <laughs> Feeling good, feeling good. Our electric show has a new time starting today. It starts at 1245 after the show. We're moving to prime oh, time, people. Prime time, well, moving up. Yeah, yep. and and how come we're moving it to 1245 just out of curiosity? Trying to get more people to tune in. Simple as that. Ah, okay. They, they don't right like then. 11? Hey, uh, uh, let's see. <laughs> One third of EV buyers in America lives in Pacific time. Uh, 11 oh, a.m. Pacific sense. time. That's like 11 a.m. Eastern time is 7 a.m. Pacific time. So we're moving to 1245 for those of you on the West Coast. You better appreciate it. (laughs) That makes total sense, though, Justin. It does. Look at you, you know, figuring out ways to cater to your audience. That is is what makes YAA, if I may, so damn special. We are here for the peeps. We are. We are. I actually flew in on my broom. I mean, I think Zach's on a plane right now, but I flew in as well on my broom because, well, that's what I can afford right now. And it works <laughs> fabulously. I love my broom. Okay. Uh, behind I, me, I, I updated believe- my picture. Now it's the largest pumpkin in West Virginia. Ah, I love that pumpkin. Well, well there you have it. It's on a pallet. Um, and, and if I may, uh, I, I believe that this may be your second most favorite holiday. Me? Kimberly? Uh, oh, Kimberly, no. Kimberly, go ahead. Ray, I think you know, it is the only holiday for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. That's my great-great-great-grandmother on that broom behind me. So, <laughs> yes. I oh, love Halloween. Goodness. Happy Halloween to everyone. Yes, to everyone out there. And I believe um, my son, God bless him, before he got on an airplane this morning, uh, decided what the show topics should be. Yeah. Well, because he wasn't going to be here. So you got a you got to love him for that. But I believe that that um, we're seeing some bank earnings come in, uh, especially when we're talking about um, loan portfolios and things of that nature. So. If I can share my screen, please do. I believe I have to hit the present button and then share screen and then click on the screen and then click. And then let's start, if we can, with GM Financial. Um, GM Financial, lower leased vehicle income dragged down GM Financial's third quarter earnings as net income fell 16%. And revenue dropped 5%, the company reported on Tuesday. Uh, net income was $688 million for the quarter compared with $829 million last quarter and $822 million in the same quarter of last year. Um, and 
I want to dig into that a little bit if we can, especially yeah. the lower least vehicle income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last time I checked, the only time leases were really viable for most people is when the manufacturers uh, artificially supported the lease, either through decreased money factors or increased uh, residual percentages. Yeah. And they ain't doing that right now. Not that <laughs> I can see. Have you seen anything that would indicate that, Kimberly? Absolutely not. And in, in this article even says lease originations remained relatively flat. Yes. Now they say due to new vehicle supply leading to fewer incentives and in lease vehicles. I get that. We all get that, don't we? But yes. um, you know, right now, even right today, it's not a good time to get a lease. And you know, what do you think, you two, about um I would like to get into a lease right now, ride this out for three years. That would be really great. See what's gonna happen at the end of three years. But there's no way. Lease leases are not good right now. They're not pretty uh, on yeah, paper. They're not good, and I can really attest to that because we recently, just about two weeks ago, launched a brand new YAA resource, a free guide for everyone that will be updated at the beginning of every month. And it's uh the best leases offered by the manufacturers. And I can tell you, there's nothing that's too pretty right now. But no. um, I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen so that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go too far down this rabbit hole, Kimberly. I promise. <laughs> but um, if you're looking at a lease, and Kimberly's gloom and doom has got you looking at leases uh, somehow, we've got resources. Okay, so mm-hmm. free guides. Where are these lease guides at? We've got a search box for that. So I just wanted to make sure everyone who's watching knows you can go to joinyaa.com, click on the free guides up at the top, and you'll find the best lease offers this month updated every 30 days all right you are wow. fantastic I see, I see the floor back to you kimberly thank you well that is fantastic good 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 to know unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> they suck this month the, the, and the vehicle <laughs> that i want you know oh kim leases are bad on that no you don't want that but yeah don't you think a lot of people would like to jump in if we could if they were decent looking maybe you still can according you know get some information out there but yeah. What do you think, Ray? Every, everything I have seen is that most of the leases today are just so unsupported from the manufacturer that um, the, the payments that they generate are a couple hundred dollars higher than what the current customer's lease is from, say, two or three years ago. Um You know, money factors have gone up dramatically because, well, interest rates have gone up dramatically. And so people can understand the money factor is the interest portion of a lease. Um, And so if, if you take whatever the money factor is that they're using and you times that by 2,400, that gives you an approximate um, APR for that money factor. And when they used to be running it at two and a half or 3%, you know, these money factors today are, are running double that. Um, the residual values can still be well supported, but the cost of money mm-hmm. and the fact that the cost of the new cars has gone up so dramatically has also negatively impacted the lease payments. Um, you know, if 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 MSRPs have gone up 10 to 15 percent and 
money factors have doubled, well, there's no way that you can combine those two items and come up with a good lease program. No, uh, no. You just it, can't. Mm -mm. When I was gathering I, the best leases, what really stood out to me was it seemed like automakers were just picking a lease offer and then just calling it a deal. It, uh -huh. it wasn't really a deal. For example, leasing a base Toyota Camry for 39 months for like 350 a month with 3500 down that didn't stand out as a particularly attractive deal um, on a Camry. So I don't know. I kept seeing that over and over again. Like, let's call it a deal. That's going to make it a deal. But that's not how it works. Yeah. No, no, it's well, not. But it is uh, for a lot of people. It is a much cheaper payment. Um, and and so oh, no. the the payment, especially after we discussed on, on yesterday's uh, main YouTube channel, you know, uh, the percentage of people that have monthly payments of a thousand dollars or more, mm. uh, even a three hundred and fifty dollar lease payment on a Camry looks attractive. Now, yeah. the fact that it might require thirty five hundred dollars down, right. and that and that isn't all that it requires down because it's going to require tax title um, and everything else on top of that. Um, typically on advertised leases like that from the manufacturers, you can just about, you just about have to double the amount down to actually get it to the payment that they've discussed. And it usually requires some form of dealer participation. And what that means is, well, the dealer has to agree to discount the vehicle. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know too many dealers that are agreeing to discount the vehicles at the moment. So it just requires a tremendous amount of money down today to get leases at a relatively affordable payment. Right, where you want it to be. I saw a good one the other day, um, Mazda CX-34, $299 a month. It mm -hmm. looked, of course, the two ninety nine a month was took up the entire screen. <laughs> it was of the course. fine print down at the bottom where you have to put thousands of dollars down. It has to be a certain model, which unfortunately is not on the lot. Um, but hey, we've got it. You know, we've got this two ninety nine a month. Mm. Well, it, it it's just right now leasing isn't good. I want to share my screen again if I can because I wanted Please. to bring up. Um, some uh, some earnings from Ally Financial. I gotta um, tell you, I love and, Ally. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I used them a lot. Ally was a lender that would buy deep, Ray. Well, yes, they would, and and they still do. Um, Ally third quarter auto finance applications down, but total value is steady. Um, so what I took from that is. The, the new and used car markets are softening, okay? There's not nearly as many people um, applying for car loans as they had been. But what's keeping them uh, financially secure, Ally, for instance, is the amount per transaction financed is much higher than it used to be, mm -hmm. Um yeah. And here's something that, that I thought I found really interesting. Is it I don't know how to hide. Oh, I do know how to hide. There you go. <laughs> um, application volume fell to 3.1 million, down 3.4% from the third quarter of 2021. Though Ally had business relationships with 2,570 more dealerships than a year ago. Hmm. Imagine 
how much further down that percent would be if they didn't have those extra almost 2,600 dealerships. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. And, Ray, yes. the average auto loan on Ally's books, this is what yeah. caught my eye, and it probably caught yours, too. It did. During, during the third quarter, the average auto loan on the books, I'm going to repeat it, was 82 thousand three hundred sixty two thousand dollars which was up seven point six percent from a year earlier of oh. course it was of course it was uh, uh i th yeah i think that would explain why we're seeing more and more people with thousand dollar plus a month auto payments yeah hell yeah um I but yeah, I, I always loved Ally because when I say that they would buy deep, I mean that they had a large advance. They would do up to 140, 100, sometimes 150. I love them. They also took gray area credit like that 620 and give me mm -hmm. a really, really good interest rate on them. So I had a good um, relationship with my buyer from Ally, Reggie, shout out to you. But um, <laughs> yeah, Reggie, thank thank you for helping me bury for all those uh, loans. A few more people that I might have been able to. Yeah, Reggie, the buyer. <laughs> yeah, but eighty two thousand three hundred sixty two. Holy smokes! Well, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess that's a lot of Escalade, Suburbans, Silverados, uh, yeah. Hummers. Yeah. Um, uh, but but it's what what. To me, the, the real frightening thing is, is that, you know, loan applications are down and yet the number of dealerships that they're servicing is way up. Um, you know, that I don't know that that's necessarily a recipe for long term success because um, mm -hmm. it really does point out that more and more people either have taken themselves out of the market mm -hmm. or what I suspect is more and more people have realized they just can't be in the market. They can't afford to be in the market with what the price of cars is today and what the cost of financing is today. Yeah, it's um, crazy. And to me, that that's that's a really scary sign of the future as to what the slowdown could be both on new and used cars. And the only thing that I take as a positive from that uh -huh. is that we should see new and used car inventory levels increasing with a softening of demand. So hopefully we will see the return of incentives on yes. new cars and more sensible pricing on pre-owned cars. So. I mean doesn't it have to be right? It has to be. They're going to have to bring back incentives, both on leasing and purchasing. They're going to be almost forced into it. This is my, this is what I'm thinking for the future. I don't have a crystal ball. I do, but I don't have it with me right now. It just seems I, like they have to come back. I can't wait till Tuesday. And the reason I say that is that's November 1st. My and birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. An early happy birthday to you. I bet you there'll be candy for your birthday. I bet uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But on Tuesday, 
is is when the manufacturers will come out with their yeah. incentives, probably for November and December, mm -hmm. um, but at least for the month of November. And even if it's for the two month period of time, they can always enhance them come December. So I think Tuesday will speak volumes about what we're going to see moving forward um, as far as what the new incentives will be from many of the manufacturers out there. I um, agree. Because I, I really believe that November and December, there, there's going to be a real push from the manufacturers to try and make more of their vehicles affordable to a larger percentage of people. You mm -hmm. know, the, the, <laughs> there's only so many slices you can get out of a pie and the yeah. pie right now, if you're considering people that can actually afford to buy a car, that pie is shrinking. Yeah. And, I, I wholeheartedly and agree. Need, yeah. They need to figure out a way to expand that pie. And usually the only way those manufacturers know how to do that is we need to spend more in incentives to incentivize our customers to buy cars. So I think Tuesday is going to be a key yeah. for what the future is going to look like. I've got some yeah. eye-opening numbers to share with everyone that uh, okay. supports supports what both of you are saying. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So heading back over to the joinyaa.com homepage here on our free guides. Check this out. So auto loan interest rates are rising. We know that. But I put some numbers to really put some numbers down to really emphasize how things are different this time around compared to 2009. The last okay. time we had new car interest rates this high was 2009. All right. Here's the difference. Back in 2009, the average new car transaction price was $28,000. Okay. Today it's $48,000. There Just is a, small a difference. whole Just, lot yeah. more interest. Now here, I did the numbers. Um, Looking at the average amount financed today for new car buyers, $41,000, that's the average amount financed, that adds up to about $8,000 in interest if you take out a 72-month loan. This is apples and oranges when you start comparing this to, oh, 2009, and yeah, it'll go back down. Well, things are so different this time around with the inaffordability of vehicles. So that just really blew my mind when we saw that. Um, crunching these numbers and used car loan yeah. rates are rising the most as they tend to be, you know, a few points higher. Yeah. It's just so much interest. Uh, that is really something that we're going to have to face increasingly over the coming months. And the, incentives, the where are that, they? The, the fact that the average transaction price has gone up $20,000 in, uh, <laughs> What is that? Thirteen years? <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, and and I realize inflation has you know started a year and a half, two years ago. I get that, um, but it, it inflation in the last year and a half or two years does not account for that full twenty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. I mean, MSRPs and selling prices had been going up steadily from 2009 until now it's just it, it's just gotten so out of hand now um and and one has to wonder and maybe it's just me but one has to wonder are the msrp increases truly a reflection of increased costs 
or is it an opportunity for these corporations, these manufacturers to pad their profits by just charging more? Because, you know, everybody, everybody in the world, because inflation is a global thing, it's not just it's not just confined here in the United States. Um, everybody in the world is talking about inflation. So if everybody's talking about it, then a lot of these corporations can make it a self-fulfilling prophecy and raise their prices and also raise their profits um, yeah. while just playing on the fact that, well, you know, inflation is rearing its ugly head. I mean, exactly. Who, who was it? BP yesterday, their profits were $9.545 billion in this quarter when last year they were $4.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, so their profits doubled. And that can't all just be because of inflation. No. You know, I, their I, prices with... went up. Yes. And I'm 100% with you, right? It, to me, to me this is... Um, using the excuse, it's easy. It's so easy to put this narrative out there to say, well, you know, we just went through this awful pandemic and you know that there's a supply chain issue and now we've got this inflation. So yeah, everything's going up. It reminds me much of a finance manager using the same excuses of, Mm -hmm. well, you know, interest rates are going up whenever the finance manager you know gets a much lower buy rate than what's going on out there. So they're using the narrative excuses to uh, corporate greed. I just call it corporate greed. Well, speaking of accurate description. Speaking (laughs) of corporate greed, I have a question for all of you, okay? Question. If you were Ford, the company, Uh, is $105 million a lot of money? Serious question. No. No? No. Okay. Well, we got some breaking news from um, courtesy of Automotive News. I'll go ahead and pull it up right now. This news out just this morning. Ford is going to have to pay a software company $105 million because they stole trade secrets. Simple as that. Um, I thought that was a lot of money, but apparently it's not if you're Ford. But yeah, it looks like between 1998 and 2015, Ford worked with Versata Software Incorporated. But they uh, actually kind of just stole their stuff outside of contract and continued to use it beyond the end of their partnership together. And now a jury has found that they've got to pay him $105 million. But I guess this is just small apples if it's uh, not a lot of money to afford. I think it's a well, slap well, on the wrist, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, truly, uh, what's what's Ford's market value? What's oh, their, you know, I, don't I know. mean... A lot more than that, but I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean... You know, and and that's hardly anything compared to the eight hundred and thirty-seven million dollars they lost in the last quarter. Right, um, right. Fifty-three but billion. But a lot of that was, was accounting stuff to for Argo. Um, but yeah. no, one hundred and five million dollars. Uh, I, I my guess is that Ford's actuaries looked at this and said, you know, as long as it costs us less than one hundred and twenty million dollars. Um, We'll be good. We'll come out ahead. And and so, you know, it became worth it to just steal it then and, and then ultimately pay um, then then to do it fairly. But that's, you know, you know we see it with the FTC fines, mm-hmm. you know, where like when Napleton 
Auto Group was fined ten million dollars, um, you know, for for deceptive business practices. Um, ten million dollars is a lot of money to you and me. <laughs> ten million dollars to to Napleton that produces over a billion dollars in income is nothing. It was like, okay, it's a cost of doing business and it, and it allows us to continue to be an extremely profitable organization. So this is just another example of that where big corporations would, would rather assign a value for the, the theft that it, what it might cost them and realize, well, it's cheaper than actually paying for it up front the way we should be. Okay. Well said. Yeah. And I I scrolled down further and saw that this litigation had been ongoing since 2015. So I imagine they paid lawyers $105 million (laughs) in the past seven years. You better believe it. Oh my Uh, God. You guys, I know we only have a few minutes left and I really, really wanted to touch on this if you don't mind. No, we don't mind at all. Um, After all, it it's it's Friday and it's Kimberly's corner. And after Kimberly's <laughs> wonderful corner, I have to share some announcements with everyone. Okay, so yes, we're just, all just here. throwing that out there, okay. sprinkling that out there. All right, so we have someone in our um, community on the community forum named Mike, and I'm going to put this in a nutshell. So, Mike, this is for everyone out there. Mike went and he striped a check for his new car paying cash wrote a personal check however the finance manager handed him um, a a bank contract and whenever he inquired about it when i questioned the sales agent he said it's only because they need to do a credit check before they accept my personal check um now i know a lot of you out there have experienced this where the finance manager or the dealership is saying yeah we'll take your check Yes, please write us a personal check. But just in case, especially if you're out of state, people, especially if you're out of state, just in case the check doesn't go through, since you're taking our car um, and it takes a few days for the check to clear, we're going to put you on something called a backup or a hold contract. Now, Ray and Justin, I used to do this many, many, many years ago until I got scolded for it. Um, and I, a, a compliance person came in and said, Kimberly, don't ever do that again. And so in the beginning, I, I did this often. I would put people on hold contracts because they're driving off in our car. And yeah, the check hasn't gone through, especially if it's after hours and the finance manager can't get a hold of someone at the bank to verify that the funds are truly there. That's what you want to happen first. You want that to happen. Um, so. This is a common practice, but here's this, there's two sides to this. For you, the consumer, this means that there is a cashable contract out there that can, I don't know, maybe slip into the deal jacket and get sent to the bank by the accounting department by mistake. Your signature is on a cashable contract. So keep this in mind. I don't like this idea. I don't like this practice. I understand why a dealership does it, but there are other ways around that. You can tell the finance manager to call your bank and verify the funds, first of all. A dealership, I don't know, we used to put people on a dealer tag until that check cleared. They might not do that anymore. Very possible. 
Um, but you have to give your credit information. You're going to get hit on your credit as well. Mm-hmm. I got to say, somebody else wrote in, and I do like this because things are a little different now. Um, James Fox said, I went through this when I used outside financing through my credit union. There was a backup cashable contract, but it allowed me to leave in the car that day. When FedEx arrived with my credit union's check two days later, the salesman sent me a video of him shredding that contract. Make sure they shred it. I mean, that's the deal. As a finance manager, I'm going to shred your contract as soon as I know the funds have cleared. But you as the consumer don't know that. All you know is that your signature is on a cashable contract for, I don't know, $30,000, dollars $50,000. It's floating around out there. And so you do want to make sure that that contract gets shredded or just don't agree to do it at all. I don't like that practice, but it happens. And people experience that every day. It, it happens daily. I, I know at dealerships that I worked in, if somebody was paying with a credit union check, but they hadn't gone to the credit union yet, we had to provide them with a, a buyer's order so they could take it to the credit union so the credit union could issue the check. If they wanted to drive home with their new car, um, we would put them on a backup or a hold contract. And we would give them 72 hours to bring back the check from the credit union. When they brought back the check, we would write void on the contract, our contract, and then we would put it in the shredded box. Um, It's yes, I understand why dealers do it. I understand that there are some dealers out there that aren't as ethical as other dealers. Um, You know, the dealership that I work in. Yeah. Well, and mistakes do happen, but the dealership you worked in, the dealership I worked in, you know, we, we were, we were ethical. We weren't going to, we weren't going to send your contract to the bank um, unless you never showed up with a check and, and, you know, we gave you 72 hours. And if you would have called and said, well, we need another 24 or 48, we would have given it to you because we don't want to go through that aggravation. Now I know. Justin, you have another show to do in 15 minutes, but you have some announcements you need to make. Yes. So, very important. The mic is yours. The floor is yours, my friend. Thank you. I'm glad all of you are still with us here. Today is the last day of our special Halloween sale $100 off of an extended warranty. Get the lowest price possible with YAA. Treat 100 is the code. Ray, I'm betting you came up with that. Uh, no, James did actually. Okay, okay. So if you click on I it, I give credit where credit is due. Today is the last day to save $100 on your extended warranty with YAA. It's at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. We make a few bucks to bring you the lowest rate, and that's how it works. So if you want to learn more, head over to joinyaa.com. You'll see the banner up at the top. You can learn all about the details. We've got coverage details for you to peruse. Uh, it's a lot of info. I'm not going to go through it. But yeah, last day today to save $100 on an extended warranty with us. You trust us? And, and if bring you the best we're coverage. doing announcements, uh, if you wanted to save a uh, 50% on a YAA Plus membership, which is normally $120 annually, we have 50% off through the end of the month, which would be Monday. And you could get that annual membership for just $60 by using 50 off 
as your code to get the 50% off. Um, so um, it's nothing but treats and no tricks at this time of year from your friends at YAA. I thought you might like that. Well that said. Was that was that was wonderful. And if yeah. if you happen to be interested in electric vehicles, or maybe you just think they're trash, regardless, join us at YAA Electric at twelve forty-five. That's just uh, fourteen minutes from now. We're moving our well, show time to twelve forty-five, hoping that those of you on the West Coast can join us without having to wake up extra early to tune into the latest EV news. But Justice and I, we will be live in. 13 minutes time to talk about battery shortages it's a mess it's kind of scary it could threaten the future of the automotive industry in my opinion here are hot takes in 13 minutes at the yaa electric youtube channel nicely done what a great pitch mm-hmm. yes you have a, you have a future in this organization um <laughs> On behalf of Zach, I'd like to thank both Kimberly and Justin for being here today and helping to fill in. But Kimberly's here every Friday. Um, And Zach, I hope you're having a safe flight. I hope you have a a great wedding, even though it's not yours. Um, And I hope and I hope to see you Monday, Zach, on the on the YAA channel for um, for no on the ray and zach channel for uh news (laughs) that you can use at noon on monday which will be nine pacific time where you'll be because he'll be in palm springs yeah the the life of that young man um so thank you both kimberly and justin um thank thank you you all for being here today we'll see you back here monday at noon eastern nine pacific with more news that you can use happy halloween Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.